Hey, this is Julie Mullins, co-senior pastor here at Christ Fellowship Church right here in South Florida. Whether you're across the street or across the world, thank you for taking time out of your busy week to join us for this message. We hope that it encourages you and inspires you to get more out of life. Welcome to Christ Fellowship. Welcome all of those who are watching online in all our campuses. Absolutely. Yes, correctional facilities. We are so honored to be here. We love our pastors, Pastors Todd and Julie. Can we give it up for our church yes. and our amazing pastors? So grateful for you. Irene and I have the am amazing opportunity today mm -hmm. uh, to preach uh, like week two or week three. We're continuing the series Joy mm -hmm. to the world, and whether you're watching on in one of our campuses, whether you're watching online, I believe that joy can be yours today. Is it okay if we have a little bit of fun today? Is that all right? Yes. Is that all right? Uh, we're going to be talking about joy and relationships because for so many years, uh, you guys, next year we're, we'll be married 25 years, and it's been about the best 10 years ever. True story. <laughs> Absolutely. But in this Christmas season, like what makes Christmas is a little Mariah Carey. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Joy to the world. Guys, last night I found out something for the first time in 24 years of marriage. My wife's tone deaf. First time? I mean, you knew it. Like, like, like watch this. A. 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 Uh, uh, oh. That's close. It's close. close. But last night it was awful. Oh. I was like, you're not even speaking with me. But it's anyway. so bad. We're so excited about this message today. We're gonna to talk about today joy in relationships. Joy in relationships, whether you're married, whether you're single, coworker relationships, family relationships, relationships with neighbors. I was watching uh, on A&E last night, uh -huh. neighbor wars. Come on, somebody, oh, neighbor wars. Goodness. And, and uh, relationships <laughs> with traffic. Some of y'all need joy in traffic, come on. Joy in the target line. Right. Right. One of our uh, traditions is decorating our mm -hmm. tree. We got like a 10 foot tree and it's kind of your thing. You yes, love decorating I love decorating the tree. And I asked Jimmy to bring out all of the bins. Come on, come on, stuff. come on. I got bins. And you know, you're strong now, so you can lift them. I got them, muscles, You know girl. what I mean? Don't, don't play with and, me. But when he brings these bins out, I've noticed that they're right. like all cluttered. They're not the way I put them away. Yeah. And there are so many different types Look of at decorations. All the, the messy. Yeah, they're, some of them are messy. Come on, yeah. put that on the tree. Come like, on. you know, like tinsel. You know, how many of you used to put tinsel on your trees? And then when you go to clean it up, it's just super messy. Like, our relationships can be messy. And like, they can be chaotic. Come on. They can be disorganized, right? What about the noisy relationships? They're loud, they're toxic. They're so loud, they keep us up at night. You know, you can't stop thinking about it, so you're up all night thinking about that tension, that what you shoulda, coulda, woulda said to that person. And you look great today, but you snore a lot. <laughs> Loud, I'm sorry. Loud relationships. Be nice. What about the tangled relationships? You know when you get the lights out and like they're all tangled? I did not put them in the bin like this. How did it happen? Who tangled them over Who the year? tangles them? But our relationships, when they're not attended to, yeah. they become inactive, right? And they can, like the lights go out. You know when one light goes out, the whole, go strength, the whole thing. You gotta go through the whole thing. Like whose fault is that? Right. Yeah. But this whole tangled thing, it, what is it? Oh my gosh, this guy. 
So the tangled thing in relationships, right? We can be, have tangled relationships when we have a lot of dysfunction going on. Anybody got some family dysfunction in their relationships? You know, there's codependency. Codependency, we don't have a good relationship with ourselves, so we're boundaryless. So then we go in our family unit, we're not independent of our family, we're enmeshed, tangled in our family. Wow. We don't know where we start and where we end and where they start wow. and they end, so we're enmeshed and it causes such a tangle and it's codependent and it's dysfunctional. And what about diverse relationships? Mm -hmm. Like people that don't think like us. Right. People that don't look like us. Mm -hmm. People that don't vote like us. Mm -hmm. People that don't worship like us. Uh -huh. Like our coworkers can sometimes like, I don't know if I think about this. So we kind of push ourselves away and mm -hmm. push them away because, you know, I just want lights to be just like me. Right. I just want to decorate my life with people who think like me, act like me, look like me, live like me. And here's the deal. Like decorating a tree is like a once a year thing. And it's like a tradition. But what we do in our relationships is like the heart that we have and what God you know, gave us this mandate for this great commission is we decorate our lives. You see, decorating a tree with, 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 with ornaments and, and all of these different things, that's tradition. But decorating our lives with relationships, mm -hmm. that takes transaction. It takes everyday maintenance, it takes forgiving, it takes saying hello, it takes turning the other cheek. And, and if I'm honest this Christmas, I pray that we don't just decorate trees. Mm -hmm. I pray that we decorate our lives with the type of relationships that bear fruit. You see, when we talk about joy, it's so easy to, 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 you know, to sing the songs, joy to the world, the Lord has come. It's so easy to sing, you know, I've got this joy and this joy I have, the world didn't give it to me and the world can't take it away. But Luke chapter two highlights this joy. And it says this, that night there were shepherds staying in the field nearby guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly the angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. And here's the key part of the verse. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. Great joy to messy relationships. Great joy to tangled relationships. Great joy to diverse relationships. Great joy to, not no, great no. joy from, mm -hmm. but the scripture says joy to the world. That's right. Not joy from the world. Mm -hmm. Not joy through the world, but joy to the world. Mm -hmm. The truth is, when we all are thinking about relationships, we must understand that no matter the condition of the relationship, the relationship could be amazing. You could say, why are we talking about this? All my relationships are great. Not without this understanding. That true joy, that, that no relationship can make you feel joy. Mm -hmm. no, no relationship can bring you joy. 
Pastor, what, what are you talking about? Because relationships can attach to your joy. Mm-hmm. Relationships can stir your joy, just like Mary and Elizabeth when, when they both were in their sixth month and, yeah. and Mary shows up at Elizabeth's door and the joy that was in her mm-hmm. was stirred. She didn't bring her joy. Mm-hmm. She stirred the joy that was inside of her already. Mm-hmm. You can re- people can receive from your joy. They can interact with your joy. They can draw from your joy. But our first thought today, we must understand that joy only comes from God. Mm-hmm. Galatians uh, chapter 5, 22, you want to read that? Yeah, sure. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. That's kind of like a rap. That's Goodness, it. faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Joy. <laughs> Church, I, I want to offer to you this idea that joy is not a feeling that we feel. Joy is a fruit that we bear. It's true. It's a fruit that we bear. It's from within us. Mm -hmm. Like what from within us produces this joy that people can interact with at your workplace. This joy that that family members should interact with this Christmas at your Christmas table. That joy, God, give me joy in traffic. Come on, Mm -hmm. somebody. So you want joy? It starts with me. Starts with me. Starts with me. Everybody say it starts with me. So if you're taking notes today, and we hope you are. We want to introduce you, like, like how do, do I work with this joy? How, do, how does people on the outside that may tick me off, that relationships may be messy, they, they may be tangled, they, they may be noisy, they, they may be diverse. Uh, how do they interact with this joy? And number one, we want to say this, that joy is the gift mm-hmm. that keeps on giving. It's the gift that keeps on giving. It's not the gift that we give and then take back. It's not the gift that we give or we reserve for certain people who treat us right. Joy is a gift from God. It's a grace gift. Joy joy is a grace gift. So grace in the Greek uh, means awareness of grace. The word joy in the Greek. Oh, I'm sorry. The word joy in the Greek means uh, awareness of grace. So when we are aware of the grace of God, when we are thankful and we acknowledge that we have because he gave, right? That is actually the thing that gives us the most joy. And when we experience that joy, then we can't hold on to it. Because the scripture clearly said, I bring good news, Jesus brought it, so we have it, that which is joy and grace and salvation, that will bring great joy to all people. So we have to give it away. That's right. Give it to all people. I know for me, I'm eight years sober now from alcohol addiction. Come on, come on, come on. And what I'm grateful for, so grateful for, is a community at Celebrate Recovery, a community at five different campuses every Tuesday night, 7.30 p.m. I have a group of people that I can go share my life with, connect with. I can be encouraged by their stories of overcoming things that held them back, all their hurts, hangups, habits. It's not just about the alcoholics or those people. All of us are welcome, right? So when I leave there, I come home completely charged and energized. Why? Because of that connection with people that are pursuing things, healthy things, a healthy way of life. And I want to be a part of that community. 
I don't know about you, but when you leave small group, when you leave church on Sundays and you've actually not isolated yourself, but you've connected with other people, said hello, got a number, gone to lunch with someone, you leave energized and you have no choice but to give it away. And we're commissioned to give it away. In recovery, we like to say, give away what you got. Those who are taught teach. And wow. that is so fulfilling. I think when we are talking about the gift of joy, I think we realize that it's a gift from God, but we don't want to give that gift away. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like having a naughtier, nice list. Like if I were to say right now, like, who can you give joy away to? You're going to think about all the amazing people in your life. Aren't you so glad that while we were yet sinners, God gifted us the grace of joy? While we were yet sinners, we were on the naughty list, y'all. And he sowed joy to us. He, he gave joy to us. It, it was like we gave him our sin and he gave us the Savior. Right, right. We gave him our junk and he gave us Jesus. We, 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 we gave him everything we're not and beauty for ashes and, and, and mourning for joy. Mm-hmm. It's a gift that if it's going to keep going and it's mm-hmm. going to keep bubbling up with inside of us, we're going to have to decorate our joy. We're going to have to put our joy on people who don't deserve it, who mm-hmm. might be on your naughty list, the people who may have That's betrayed true. you, hurt you, talked about you, lied on you. That neighbor who cut your grass, come on, somebody, that's a free cut. Why are you mad? <laughs> it's you gotta the be thankful. Gift of joy. It'd be thankful in those small things, Absolutely. right? Hey, somebody else cut my grass, you know? Philippians 4, 4 says, always be full of joy yeah. in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Rejoice. Here comes that uh, gratitude thing again, right? So when we are grateful, when we wake up and say, thank you, God, that I am breathing, I'm alive, and I am well, thank you for just even in the small mundane things like somebody cutting your grass, right, or whatever, or picking up trash in your yard or whatever it may be, somebody being kind at the grocery store, that feeling of gratitude is an awareness of God's grace in your life. It When you're aware of God's grace, it results in joy. Then you go and what? Give it away. And it's contagious. Do you guys see this? This joy is sustainable. It's not a joy that you can find on your own in a relationship and stuff. It's a joy that can only come from God. Irene often calls me selfish. Doesn't bring me joy. In fact, when I was pastoring a church up in Baltimore, we, you know, we have our staff Christmas party every year, and, and we used to do a gift exchange. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I just eliminated the gift exchange because, you know, it had rules, y'all. Like it was $100. Everyone is supposed to spend $100 on the gift. And then we would rack them, and then they, they talked about, like, exchanging. And I was like, I only want to exchange with people who didn't spend $10 on the gift. Mm-mm. Like if I spend $100, I wanted a $100 gift back. Doesn't work and then that way. our staff introduced this game, the white elephant. Mm-hmm. And it was like, everybody bring a gift and we're gonna wrap them and then we're gonna put them anonymously. I can't even say the word. Under the tree. And then what happens is in this game is the first person goes and you get the gift. And when you get the gift, you open it as the first person and you get to decide, am I gonna keep this gift or am I gonna give it back? Mm-hmm. 
And then someone else would go and on and on and on and on. And every time I got the gift that I wanted, I ain't giving it to nobody. Come on, somebody. This gift is mine. Y'all know what I'm talking about? This, this, this cell phone cover is mine. I wanted this cell phone cover. Ain't nobody getting this. You got to give it away, baby. I was thinking about the gift that God gave me. Mm-hmm. Do we want to give it away or do we just want to keep it to ourselves? Mm-hmm. I, I've come to discover in my own life, the more I give away, actually the more I get to keep. That's right. I want to be known for what I give away, not what I keep. In other words, if you live an open-handed life of joy, God will keep your joy full. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, I want to give this joy away so that I can keep the joy of the Lord within me. It, it, it's totally mm-hmm. counter-cultural. So we have to understand that joy is the gift that keeps on giving. Number two. Oh, wait, no. I wanna, oh, you want to go back? Yes, I Oh, that back. quote, yes. Yes, this quote is so good by Bob Goff. It says, when joy is a habit. Love is a reflex. Wow. When joy is a habit, love is a reflex. I don't know about you, but I want to radiate the love of Jesus. I want to uh, make joy such a habit in my life when I'm full of gratitude and things that love is all that exudes from my very being. I don't know about you, but Christ followers, this is what God has commissioned us to do, to love wow. like Jesus loves. So good. Can I, am I allowed now to go on to number two? Yes. I want to make sure now you have joy you later on in the house when I'm arguing. You okay. may proceed. Joy is the gift that keeps on giving number two. Joy is inside out, not outside in. Mm-hmm. Joy is inside out, not outside in. You see, we live in a culture that's outside in. We live in a culture that says when you have the nice car, joy. We live in a culture that says when you got the house, joy. When you have the 401k, joy. Mm-hmm. When, come on, when you got more money than you got month, joy. When, when your relationship and your marriage is, is, is perfect, joy. When, 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 you're, when you're dressed nice, joy. When you're living nice, joy. Joy is about stuff, what you're posting, joy. That's not joy. Mm-hmm. That's outside in joy. That's joy that says it's circumstantial. That's That's joy that says everything, my joy is contingent upon everything that's going on around me rather than everything that's going on in me. That's actually the definition of happiness. Happiness is circumstantial. It's a feeling based off of what pleasure that we're receiving. And joy is completely the opposite. It's from the inside out. You know, nice things are nice. Like, it's okay to have nice things, the cars and all of that, but we have to understand the difference between getting happiness from the stuff or receiving joy from what we get to have because we're full of gratitude. And happiness, you know, Jimmy, it just sounds so fickle. Yeah, it does. Doesn't it? It's a fickle emotion because it's so circumstantial. And life and our relationships aren't always going to be good. This is the reality. You know, like we're, I think joy is more about uh, gladness, not based on circumstances, but it's embracing peace in contentment. That's great. So when we embrace where we are and what we have, we can experience joy. It's a choice. It's a decision that we have to make to choose joy again and again again and again and again. 
And we miss out when we're so busy pursuing achievement, yeah. pursuing that career that, you know, is taking us away from our families and we're so busy, busy, busy. We can miss the small things. The small things like your kid pulling on your, your pant leg and saying I, they want your attention or like when the dogs attack you when we come in the house because yeah. they want your attention. Like you can miss the joy in those things, you know? I think this but, thought about emotion, like it's so easy. <laughs> it's so easy to allow our emotions mm -hmm. to, you know, be the, the meter of whether we have joy or not. Like if I'm peaceful, then I'm good. If, if, I, if I have shame, then I'm not, then, you right. know, then I don't have joy. If, uh, if, if I'm happy, then I, then I have joy. If I'm sad, then I, then I don't have mm -hmm. joy. And those are all like other, those are all characteristics of a bad day. Mm -hmm. But I love the fact that through Christ's worst day, mm -hmm. we can experience our best day every day. Mm -hmm. like, like he's showing us like, like joy. And when I look at the scripture, and I've been, cause I've been really thinking about this, like what in my life that, that what in my life robs me of joy? or robs me of what I thought joy was. And, and, and it's often my emotions and what I, I, I landed on, I wrote, we wrote this down this morning, that joy comes from a devotion to a healthy emotion. Mm -hmm. Joy comes, to, comes from a devotion to a healthy emotion. So if my emotion is unhealthy, then my view of joy becomes unhealthy. Mm -hmm. It becomes incomplete. John 15, 11 through 15 says this, I've told you, these things for a purpose, that you might, that joy might be yours, joy, and your joy wholly mature. Another version says, the NIV says this, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that joy may be complete. Mm -hmm. I think what I often call joy is just incomplete joy. There's only one person that's completed joy. And that's Jesus. That's right. He's complete our joy. I was thinking about uh, earlier, we were talking about our greatest Christmas gifts. Y'all, when I, when I was growing up, uh, we weren't poor. We were poor. We were po-po. <laughs> you know, we couldn't even afford the other O and R. We were really poor. Mm -mm. And, and I remember asking my dad for this fancy bike. Like, and dad, I want this bike. And, and my dad says, I can't afford it. So I got a Sears Roebuck. Come on, surplus bike. And I'm, I was the kind of kid that like, when I wake up for Christmas, like at 12 o'clock, it's the day before, it's Christmas Eve. At 12.01, it's Christmas. So why do we gotta wait till six, eight to open gifts? Let's mm. open them at 12.01, let's go. So I could hear my dad, you know, uh, putting together this bike and, and I was so excited in my, in my heart, what I thought was filled with joy, it was just filled with happiness. And I go out to open up this bike and, and I ripped the paper off and I realized that it's incomplete. My dad didn't know how to put the handlebars on the bike. I couldn't even ride the bike, y'all. I had an incomplete gift. Incomplete. I was like, like, Dad, get some tools other than a butter knife. Y'all know what I'm saying? Like, like finish this the butter project. <laughs> I want this joy to be complete. And as we were thinking about that, we realized something. That your earthly father, your parents, your earthly relationships, they did the best they could, but mm -hmm. they were never meant to complete your joy. Mm -hmm. But your heavenly father mm -hmm. has not given you a gift that's incomplete. Come on, somebody. Right. It's got handlebars, got a little peace with it, got a little love with it. I can hold on to it through see-nothing seasons. 
that my joy may be complete. That's right. So to be wholly mature though, completely mature, we have to dress our in, address our internal world in order for it to be expressed externally. That's great. Right? Because joy is internal versus external. And checking our hearts. This is good. Right? Our emotional world. Our hearts, our minds, are, it's all connected, guys. Like our emotions are important to God. He cares more about who we are, how we feel, than what we do for him. He literally doesn't need us to do anything. He's God. He wants us to care for our hearts and acknowledge what's going on in the inside. Because here's the deal. If you've got unforgiveness, resentment, um, you know, just your, I don't know, whatever, angry with fear. people, fear, um, you know, you're, you have walls up so you don't want to connect with people, you're lonely yeah. and it's killing you. You're stressed out from the loneliness yeah. because you're isolated. This is a attack of the enemy, a, a, a scheme of the enemy of our souls. He wants us isolated and alone so he can make us sick and he's out to kill, steal, and destroy. But he'll, here's the deal. This no connection, we can reframe that, we can reverse it. Yeah. And when we deal with our internal world and address our filters, and stop blaming the world for everything that's happening around us that's wrong. Like, what's my part in the dysfunction in this Straight. relationship? When you have an argument with a friend, an argument with your spouse, have you thought about the part you play in it? See, when you blame, you disempower yourself. Wow. When you blame others, you are disempowering yourself. Where empowerment comes in is when we take ownership of the part we play in the dysfunction. So good. 20% is mine, 80% is theirs. 80% is yours. 20% yeah, is mine. It. It's always my fault, But always. when you show up as your authentic self, not perfect, broken, human, then I can work with that. Yeah. How many times have I come to you and said, hey babe, I'm so sorry for. Like and twice in our marriage? But when we show up first, humble, taking the low, let me tell you something. Whoever it is that you have a fracture with, yes. that is the starting point. It's love. And remember the last time I did it, I literally, we had been in this really, this season of tension in our relationship. So in after you empty nest. She just wasn't nest, acting right. It was, it was. After you empty nest, there's a dip in your relational satisfaction, right, in your marriage. Um, then it's an, uh, there's an opportunity here for when we, for the upswing is when we hold grief. I'm no longer, you know, taking care of kids all the time, right? And they're no longer a part of our home per se every day. And I can hold joy at the same time. This is a new season for Jimmy and Irene Rollins. Yeah. And I named this season Operation Get a Light. And... <laughs> And so now we have experienced joy in this season rather because we checked our emotional world and we addressed the grief. Yeah. And we then are, we're in the upswing. And studies say that that upswing, that boost that couples can feel is actually longer lasting sometimes than the, um, than the honeymoon stage. Absolutely. So cool. I think for me, you're so, for so many years, uh, my anger affected so many relationships. It affected my relationship with my wife. It affected my relationship with my children. It affected my relationship with my 
parents. It affected my relationship in traffic. <laughs> and for years, I went to counseling to work on it and, and realized that, that anger is not a bad emotion. Mm -hmm. Like your emotional world can tell you a lot about what you need to address from your past. And, and I, what I realized is that when anger or an emotion comes up for us that would typically rob me of joy, now I can go to the place of joy to help me go on a search of what's been trying to steal from it. And so for me, you know, some, some fractures that I had relationally with other people, and then when I'm in a relationship with my wife or in a relationship with a friend, uh, I would start to see some characteristics of that thing. Mm -hmm. And then what, what you do now, if y'all are like, if you're immature like me, um, I then get upset. And when I get upset, then I shut myself off from my wife. I shut myself off from my children. I go quiet. And what I start doing unknowingly is projecting the thing that I want from her actually on her. So good and so like, like when Irene and I argue, so my anger used to be loud. Now my anger would be soft. And I realized that peace for the sake of peace isn't peace. Mm -hmm. Peace for the sake of peace doesn't allow anybody to interact with my joy. And so I'm projecting on her and it could be like, honey, I want you to be more affectionate. You know, I want you to give a brother a hug when he comes in the room. You know, like I want, I want to feel that I have your affirmation and support. Mm -hmm. and, and maybe that is difficult for your spouse or difficult for a friend or, or difficult. And you feel like, and so what you do is you shut yourself down. And then the thing that you want from the person, you're actually pushing them further away from the thing that you want and you're starving yourself of something that could feed you if we just get over ourselves. Right. Right? And I'm, I ain't got no joy. I'm walking around mad at everybody. Right. I'm looking at, the, at my, my trainer in the, in the gym. Can I get a hug, bro? Like, what's up? Like, <laughs> like, like, but what I'm saying is, is when we take care of our emotional world, then we can realize that our spiritual world can be good and our physical world can be good. Your emotions are not bad. They are spiritual intuitive indicators that let you know that it's time to deal with it and That's it's right. safe enough to deal with it. And this is the complete joy that we want you to experience, no matter if it's a messy relationship, a tangled relationship, a diverse relationship or a noisy relationship. That's right. So it's not just about being in a relationship, right? We want to be in quality, healthy relationships and it's going to take work. Yeah. And it starts from the inside out. It's internal. Own your stuff first. Do the work yourself first. Yes. And that is what, and give out of your joy. And that's where you will see fruit that remains in your relationships. And this inside out is, is simply this. Joy doesn't come through the world. You have joy to go to the world. That's right. That's why we have joy. Mm -hmm. God gives us joy to change our work environments. And I'm telling you, when Irene got an attitude, I got to sing a song. This joy that I had, her attitude didn't give it to me. <laughs> This joy that I have. And I'm telling you, this song within me at times, mm -hmm. honestly, it's old school. Like when I'm dealing with, you know, uh, 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 my children, when they grocery shop at my house, when I'm not there. It's real. I'm like, where is this? Like last where is night, that? last night, uh, one of our kids went grocery shopping and phone charger shopping. Yes. Oh, and I went to plug my phone in. shopping And earring shopping. We had yes. stuff just missing. missing. I'm going to call the police. Mm-hmm. That's, 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 Why do you have to say it like that, police? The police, that's because that's, that's how I say it when I'm a little angry. Joy, this joy that I have. Keep singing. Come on, y'all. 
And so when we start thinking about joy, we want in this Christmas season, we want you to experience the joy of the Lord. And when you receive this joy, then you can give that joy away, not incomplete joy, but complete joy. One of the things that Irene said earlier is if there's a fractured relationship, we get it. 80% might be their fault, 20% might be yours, but guess what? As a Christ follower, 100% is yours to sow forgiveness. Yeah. I thought I was gonna get a clap there, but you're like, nah, uh I ain't doing right. that. I'm not doing that. So joy is a gift that keeps on giving. Joy is from the inside out, not the outside in. And the last thought we wanna to talk to you about is joy is unconditional, unreserved, mm -hmm. and unending. Joy is unconditional, unreserved, mm. and unending. That's right. I'm gonna let you guys know we've shared about our story a lot. And I wrote this point down uh, last night. I, I readjusted this point. My wife was like, why are you changing the message? And I was like, because I got joy, girl. Back up <laughs> off me. <laughs> but I was thinking about this. For so long, my joy had conditions. Mm -hmm. For so long, my joy had restrictions. And for so long, my joy had limitations. And I just want to encourage you, no matter what kind of relationship you're dealing with, I, I want you to, just for a second, Take don't it. think about the tangled relationships, and it's gonna be hard to get off, so don't judge me. Mm -hmm. Don't think about the, the messy relationship. We're gonna act like that's gone. Yeah, pretend it, we took it off. It's in here. So don't think about, for a second, mm -hmm. what's happening to you. I want you to think about what God wants to do through you. That's right. Through that joy. And I'm telling you right now as we've been navigating a new normal mm -hmm. over the last eight years. New firsts. Mm -hmm. I remember that when you, when you got back from rehab, while you were gone, I was getting healthy. Yeah. I was figuring out how to deal with my anger so that when you came home, you didn't make me joyful. Mm -hmm. You received from my joy. Y'all, I, I, that I deserves a clap. It, like the shame I was feeling when I got back from rehab, like I didn't want anybody to ever find out what had happened, that, you know, that I was addicted to alcohol, that I had hurt my kids and my husband, that we had, so our marriage was in such a rough spot. We're supposed to be pastors, leaders, like what are we doing, right? Yeah. But it was the grace Jimmy had invited me in the way the love of Jesus invites us in the way his grace calls us in. We don't deserve it. I didn't deserve it, but he gave it so freely. It became a safe place for me to heal. And I'm telling you, it was critical yeah. in our growth journey. I get Nehemiah 8 now. I get the verse that says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Mm -hmm. I don't get joy when I have strength. When I have joy, I get strength. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us have that twisted. Yeah. And we wanna lean in. Can you stand with me for a second? We wanna lean in here for a second. I don't wanna minimize the hurts. Mm -hmm. We don't wanna minimize the fractures. We don't wanna minimize the pain, the discouragement. There's some emotions that are gonna come up for us this Christmas as we right. sit around the table and 
interact with messy and tangled yeah. and different relationships. But I wanna encourage you. Today is the day to ask God to complete my joy again. Yeah. And what I love about this is whether the relationships are tangled or messy or noisy, you know what I love about today's society is you can get a treat as pre-lit. Come on, somebody. Oh, yeah. Can I tell you that none of these relationships receive the light until you first have it? And today, maybe your light is dim. Maybe because of inactivity. Maybe you haven't interacted because the Bible says in his presence, there's fullness of joy. I wanna first pray for all the people in the room that just say, man, today I just need my joy to be complete. I, I, yeah. I, need, God, I need a refilling, I, I need a refresh. If that's you, can I see your hand? Irene's gonna pray a prayer, and then I wanna, I wanna pray a prayer for those who might have some distance. Come on, there's hands all over. Yes. I absolutely, can you pray for us, man? Yes, Father, we thank you for this opportunity to reframe the way we view joy. The world didn't give it, the world can't take it away. We thank you that you've given it so freely to us. So God, we're grateful yes. we choose joy yes, and God. we will rejoice again and again. Fill us to overflowing in Jesus' name, amen. Then with every head bowed and every eye still closed, there's people in this room today that you cannot give away what you have not received. And today we want you to know that the Holy Spirit has been speaking to you. Those aren't goosebumps. That's the Holy Spirit just tapping you on the shoulder saying, I'm still here waiting on you. I wanna close up the distance of your relationship with God. And if you're here today, you know there's distance in your relationship with God. Like you would even say your relationship with God, like you've made it messy, you've made it tangled. You, you know, I, I want you to heal with the Lord first. And if you're here today and you say, Pastor, I need to hit a reset button today. I wanna hit the reset button for the lights to come on. I wanna give my life to Jesus today. If that's you on the count of three, I wanna see your hand. One, two, three, and hands are going up. At every campus, online, I see all of those hands. And I just want you to pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Jesus, I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you are my savior, that you are my Lord, and you are my king. Today I recognize I need a savior. I need a king. I need the lights to come on. So I give my heart to you. Fill me to overflowing with true joy. In Jesus' name. And everybody said a good amen. Christ Fellowship, we love you so much. Thank you again for spending time with us today. If you're looking to take a step in discovering the more that God has in store for you, just text the word podcast to the number 441-441 and then select the option that applies to you. And if you enjoyed this message, just make sure that you subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. A special thanks to all of you who so generously give to all that God is calling us to do together. It's really because of you that everything we do is possible. We'll see you right back here for next week's message.